So the word of God says this. It says <clears throat> that it is not rude. We talked about that. Mm -hmm. It is not self-seeking. Talked about selfishness on Sunday. Remember? Yeah, yeah. It is not easily angered. Mm -hmm. We talk about being angry and not sinning. And here's the one I want to talk about tonight. It keeps no record of wrongs. Mm -hmm. It keeps no record of wrongs. Amen? Amen. And that's what the Bible says. The Bible says that love is not something that would hold on to grudges. Right? right? And ultimately, what it is dealing with here is... Um, <clears throat> Ultimately, what, 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 what it's dealing with here is the ability to forgive. Yeah. Because in life, look at me in this camera carefully. I want to say this to everybody watching. You will get scarred by somebody else. Mm -hmm. Somebody will hurt you. Somebody will hurt you deeply. Whether they meant to or not, it will happen. Yeah. I am sure I have hurt many people in my life. Mm -hmm. I might not have did it on purpose, mm -hmm. but I've hurt people. Mm -hmm. Amen? Mm -hmm. And they, you know, when the Bible says it keeps no record of wrongs, it's very important to understand that the person who's keeping records of wrongdoings is a person who is not a forgiving person. True. If you're keeping yeah. a collection of everything everyone has ever done to you, number one, we're going to talk about this, you're damaging yourself, but number, number two, you're not forgiving. And the only cure that the Bible gives, the only solution, Sherry, listen mm -hmm. to this. You're going to like this. The only solution that the Bible gives as a cure for when you are hurt is forgiveness. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that again. The only solution for being hurt is forgiveness. Well, you say, Pastor, I don't know, uh, you know, I, I don't know, there might be other solutions for it. Well, I examined a couple of the solutions that the culture and the world have told us. Mm -hmm. Number one, it's written there, keep a record of the wrongs. Right. Why? Right? If you keep a record of the wrongs, this is how the world tells you to deal with when you are hurt. Right. Revenge. Right? right? Mm -hmm. Somebody hurt, oh, you hurt me? Bro, you don't know who you talk. Y'all done mess with the wrong one this time. If you think you're going to get away with that. And people seek revenge in many ways. Number one, revenge plays out in anger and violence. Right. Sometimes somebody hurts you, you want to run up on them and fight. Yeah. We've seen it. Yeah. Sometimes people hurt you and you want to revenge them by doing something dirty behind their back that is going to stop and block them mm -hmm. from moving up. Sometimes you gossip about them. Yeah. Sometimes you throw shade on their name. Yeah. Sometimes they ain't even got something to do something. You gossiping, talking about them. Say, see, and every time you bleed it, you leak revenge because mm -hmm. everything you do is from a place of getting back at the person yeah. and you hold the records of wrongs and you can tell everybody what this person has done to you mm -hmm. and you're seeking revenge. Revenge goes to the point where people commit murder, people, people commit heinous acts, people cheat, people lie, people steal, people rob. Yeah. And these, uh, see, see, see why love is so important? Yeah. Because all these things that I'm mentioning to you is displayed in society yeah. when people hold on to the record of what has been done to them. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says the only cure for that is love because, uh, is forgiveness. Watch this. Because 
in, in trying to revenge somebody, you're still not freed from it. What is done to you cannot be undone. So even if you, you, you go out and you seek vengeance and you, you, you hurt somebody or you block them from doing something, it might give you a temporary feeling of, I got you back. But what has been done to you has still been done. And that person might recover from whatever you did to them, mm-hmm. forgave you, move on and lived on. And guess what? Mm-hmm. Now you got to revenge them again. Oh, right. And again, yeah. you got to spend your entire life Trying to stop this person from moving on. Mm. I remember a story that somebody told of a mother and a daughter. Unfortunately, in a world we live in, people go through some of the worst things. A young daughter was, uh, the mother brought a man to live with them. Mm -hmm. And the man violated the daughter without being graphic online. The mother, the daughter used to tell the mother, the mother never believed. Mm. Right? And eventually, one day, the whole story got blown up and the man was arrested and went to jail. Mm. The man did 10 years in prison and the man came out. Mm. The man reformed himself. You know, society looks down on on people like that or whatever. Mm. And he moved on with his life, went wherever, did his crime and moved on with his life. Well, 20 years pass and the mother and the daughter still don't talk to one another. Mm. Still fighting each other. Still don't go to barbecues together. Hate each other. Mother's never seen her own grandchildren. They haven't spoken. They they throw shade to the rest of the family. The only time they see each other is at funerals. Mm -hmm. When another family member dies. And then and all they don't even talk. Here's the point. The man who did the crime has moved on. And gone on living his life. But because they're still holding on Mm -hmm. to the record... Even though the person has moved on, they are still stuck in that time. And that time has robbed them of many years that they could have gone on. And the only cure is that somebody decides to release the record. Right? Here's a story. You're going to like this one. In 1929, there was a man who, this is a true story, who robbed the mail carrier mm-hmm. in the in the middle of robbing the mail carrier he accidentally or somehow he was trying to rob the man and he <laughs> ended up killing the man oh, okay. the the story went this is true right here in america 1929 the 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 man ended up getting a presidential pardon mm-hmm. that he didn't have to serve his right. time right, right? And when he heard that the president of the United States saw his case and probably saw why he even committed the robbery and felt like this was just a tragedy and wanted to pardon this man, mm. he then said to the president of the United States, I refuse the pardon. Mm. He wanted to do the time. Right. He refused the pardon. So the case went to the Supreme Court because if the president pardons you, right. If the president of the United States says, you're pardoned, can you reject that? Mm. Can you tell the sovereign Mm. who rules over the United States Mm -hmm. that you have no jurisdiction to pardon me? Mm. So the the country was confused. 
You want to know how it ended? You want to know what the Supreme Court said? Yes. I'll tell you all on Sunday when you come back. <laughs> I was going to say, I want to know now. Nah, God bless you all. Thank you for tuning in <laughs> tonight. Good night. All right. Um, cool. In the midst of the... <laughs> I always do that, and then I got to start over my story. <laughs> it's like I affect my own self, you know? But anyway, he, uh, he said, I refuse the pardon. And the president said, so everybody's confused. The Congress is confused. They said, we got to take this to the Supreme Court. Well, the chief justice, they finally ruled. And this is what they said. Very interesting. They said that... If the person doesn't accept the pardon, then there is no pardon. So even though the president is sovereign, he cannot force right, it right. unless the offer the, the, the offerer mm -hmm. had the offeree mm -hmm. has to accept the mm -hmm. pardon. Mm -hmm. And that's what the Supreme Court ruled. I found that very interesting mm -hmm. that Holding or forgiving someone, the person has to accept it. Right. Now, there's a reason why I told that. Mm. Because even though God forgives us mm. and he pardons our sin, mm -hmm. there is no pardon right. in effect right. until we accept it. Now, yes. I'm going to go a step deeper. Mm. Many of us have no problem accepting mm. the pardon from God. Exactly. I mean, think about all the stuff I've ever done. Yeah. And you've ever done. Yeah. Think about the stuff you've done, Sherry. Right. And the stuff that nobody knows that you've done. You're laughing kind of nervous, dude. <laughs> hey. <laughs> what you did? <laughs> Think about all the stuff you've done. Or did. Or is doing. Mm. And every time you know that the Lord forgives your sin. We have no problem. I mean, some of us have committed the most heinous of sins. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about, you know, there's no big or small sin, we say. But there's big and small consequences to society of the sin you do. Right? So, so some sins affect you directly. If I overeat, it's my body. I'm going to, you know, pay for that. Eventually, my family will pay. But society at large might not. But there are some sins that you commit. Mm -hmm. You you are terrorists. You are you 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 traffic. You do all. Yeah. Think of all of this stuff, right? Some people cheat on their wives. Mm -hmm. Some people break homes up. Some people do yeah. whatever, right? And so, every sin that you've committed, God forgives. And some of us are in this from from uh, you name it, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want to yeah. go down the list. And the Lord forgives everyone and we accept his pardon. Now I'm going somewhere with that. Mm. Because how come we can easily accept the pardon from the Lord, but it's hard for us to offer pardon to someone else? Yeah. How come we do more to the Lord Jesus and we are so cool with taking forgiveness, mm. but so harsh in letting go? Because that hurt is real. Mm. That hurt is very, very real. Yeah. And so I want to help you tonight. Because somebody might be saying, Pastor, how do you let go of the hurt? Mm. You got to take practical steps. First, you got to want to let go. Mm. You see, here's the other thing, right? The culture says, 
remember the solution to get rid of the hurt is to forgive. So the goal is to forgive, not right. to revenge. Right. Here's another thing that the, the culture tells people that is so weird. I've seen memes that says the best way to get back at those who hurt you is to become successful. Mm. You've, you ever heard that before? Become great and make them see it. That too is from the root of revenge. Yeah. What good is success if you did it just to get back at somebody? Mm. Person might not even care. Yeah. They might die and go to meet the Lord before you get successful. <laughs> yeah. Don't listen to the culture. Yeah. The best way is to forgive. Mm. You say, well, okay, I've been trying to be successful to show them. I've been trying. I've been. So how do I forgive Pastor Rich? Well, the Bible says this, right? It's a couple of scriptures. Twice it's written. It's probably written in more places. But one of them is in the book of Colossians, right? Uh, in the book of uh, Colossians, this is what it says, if I can pull it up, if I can find it. In Colossians, it says here, uh, it talks about when to forgive our brothers the way the Lord forgives us. It is also repeated again in, in another book in the Bible, right? And uh, the Bible says that the way we can forgive others, it's written again in the book of Ephesians, is by looking at how the Lord forgives us, right? right? So, so what does that mean? It means if you keep your eyes on the many things God has forgiven you of, you should begin to see that the same God that forgives you wants you to forgive others. Yeah. In other words, instead of keeping a record of the wrongs you've done to people, look at the records of wrongs that you've done to God. See if your record of wrongs done to God doesn't outweigh the record of what has been done to you, right? Practical. You ever see those big church bells with the rope that you got to go yeah. pull to yeah. ring? And you pull the bell to ring. And every time you pull, the bell gives a sound. Mm -hmm. The longer you hold on and every time you take that energy to pull that rope, the bell goes ding, 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 right? Mm -hmm. And it tells everybody somebody's holding on to the rope, right? Now, you can stop and let go, but guess what? The ringing doesn't stop immediately. The ringing continues for a little bit. Mm -hmm. But eventually, as long as you let go of the rope, mm -hmm. the ringing will eventually stop. Mm -hmm. That is a good analogy of how you are to deal with hurt. Mm -hmm. As long as you hold on to it, and keep the effort and the energy right. into this hurt. Mm -hmm. I mean, you talk about it every chance. You regurgitate it to your friends every chance. Mm -hmm. You gossip about it on the phone every chance. Mm -hmm. You talk about you you preach about it, and every sermon you preach about goes back to the hurt. <laughs> they don't know you're talking about it, but it's bleeding from you. Mm -hmm. You 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 make videos about it. You make blogs about it. You 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 every you you go to the gym not to lose weight for it, but because of it, you, 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 you do makeup, you do whatever you do, you, everything you do, you, 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 you launch your business for it. Right. You're holding on to it and it'll eventually 
ring out, and everybody will know. Well, how do you stop the bell from ringing? You got to let go. Well, how do you let go? Stop talking about it. Stop gossiping about it. Whenever you're about to launch something based on that, stop and ask God to launch whatever it is you're going to launch with pure motives. Whenever the person or the thing that hurt you comes back up into your face, don't let it take control. You say, Pastor, you don't understand that don't work. Well, yeah, you're right. Because when you let go of it at first, the bell still rings. The hurt's still there. Doesn't stop immediately. But what will happen is in the process of time, through prayer and through constantly looking at your relationship of how God has forgiven you of it and asking God for strength Mm. to let go of the record of the wrongs. God has forgiven me of this. You you know, if somebody cheated on you, have you cheated on God? Yes, you have. Somebody lied on you. Have you told lies before and God forgiven you? Yes. Have you, whatever it is that was done to you, I'm pretty sure you've done it to God. You say, well, the person committed the worst act. They they committed adultery. The Bible says if you look on a woman with lust, you look, you've committed adultery. <laughs> so 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 none of us are free from the records of wrongs that we've done to God. Yet God in the book of Luke and here's another I'm pulling all my scriptures up tonight and I'm jumping around. In the book of Luke chapter 17, right? Let me let me find that. Luke, Luke chapter 17 verse 4. Look at this. Look at what it says. Uh verse 3. Let's start from there. So watch yourselves if your sins uh if your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. If he sins against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you and says, I repent, this is what the Bible says. Forgive him. Keep forgiving. Seven times. When I read that, I was like, Lord, this man is sinning an awful lot against me. How many times a day do you sin against God? And he holds no record of the wrong. Come on, somebody. Yes. Come on. Yes. Hallelujah. You know, the Lord is good to us, man. Yes. The, the, Lord, the Lord does so much for us as his children. He watches over us and he does so much for us, right? The, the, the Bible talks about that. The Bible says, forgive this man every time he comes to you. Forgive him. Forgive him. The Bible says, one man asks God, you know, uh, 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 Jesus said, forgive him 70 times 7 in another part. He says, as far as the east is from the west. Well, there is no east pole and west pole. It goes on to infinity. So what Jesus was saying is, your forgiveness should be bigger than anything else. And who else better to say that than the God of grace who holds no record of wrongs. Imagine when you die and go before God and you want to say, God... Uh, remember when I, God said, I forgot about it. Why are you bringing it up? And you know what? Some people don't love themselves, Sherry. Mm. Mm. When I was studying this, this begun to affect me too. Mm. Because when you get older in age, it's not just the hurts that people do to you that you hold on to. It's the mistakes you made that hurt yourself. Mm. And you can even hold records of wrongs against yourself. Yeah. 
and hate you. You might have made a bad decision in a relationship and you are messed up because of it. And you can't seem to let go of what you did. And you beat yourself up. Like the man, I'm reminded by, thinking about that, the, the demon-possessed man, oh. right? Yeah. Who, who the demoniac, the Bible says, who came out and he was cutting himself. Yeah. Cutting yourself. You don't like yourself because of the decisions you made. Okay. You got to let go of the record of wrongs. Mm-hmm. Notice what Jesus says in 17, though. If the brother repents, which goes back to the acceptance clause. There is no pardon if there is no desire for pardon. So Jesus said it himself. And so what do you do when a brother keeps hurting you and has no desire to repent? Well, you might not be able to control his behavior, but you can control how you react. You don't have to let them stay in your life if they're going to keep hurting you. Mm -hmm. You've got to make a decision to cut that person off. And give them over to the world. Let God deal with them. Mm. But still, as you move on, forgive them. Amen. A pastor, somebody owed him $8,000. Come on, somebody. (laughs) If you owe me (laughs) $8,000, please make sure you send that to me. (laughs) Amen. I'm joking. But this pastor was owed $8,000, Sister Sherry. Mm. And... He noticed that the brother wasn't going to pay him back. <laughs> Y'all ever been in that situation? Like, the dude just, he just noticed money ain't coming. Yeah. And he would be mad. Pastor would be preaching and see the dude over there in the corner with his wife. Owe me $8,000. And he got preached about the goodness of the Lord. And he got his eight grand. You see him in the supermarket. Mm-hmm. He's shopping and he owe me eight. <laughs> you know, when somebody owe you money, yes. you be feeling like they shouldn't even eat. Yeah. Like, I don't care. You don't buy bread. You pay me. (laughs) You You hungry? No, you figure that out later. It's $10? Good. Now you owe me $7,990. Right? That's how you feel. It's pasta tight, tight, tight. He realized, because I think what was bothering more is that the brother never gave him an explanation of why the money ain't coming. You know, it's one thing to owe me, but it's another thing to not tell now this ain't me so those of you thinking this happened to me the way i'm reacting no nobody owed me eight thousand dollars and this happened but if you do no i'm joking but so so the the brother came to the office stop the brother came to the office one day and said pastor i want to talk to you and he just sat and said man and he explained why he couldn't come back with this eight thousand dollars the pastor said he decided immediately to forgive the guy and not even expect the money back. Let it go. And from that instant, he was able to preach free. Mm-hmm. The guy never paid him, never got his money, but he got his freedom back. That he could, he can, when he sees that man, there's not this dark cloud over him. Some of you watching are saying, but I want my eight grand back. No, I want to know why he didn't, what was his reason? <laughs> Sidebar. <laughs> Don't worry about all that. It's not me. It's a story. Right? The point, though, is that you got to let go. Yeah. Let me go back to the scriptures that I rushed through before. It's in Colossians chapter 3. I want to read it to you. Colossians chapter 3, verse number 3. Listen to what it says, Sherry. 
And I'm closing with this. It says, look at this, Colossians 3.3. 3. Uh, For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your Lord, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, let, me, let me make sure I got my right scripture here. Make sure I got my right, because I didn't want to read too much. Right. Let's jump down to 3.13. So he talks from 3 here, and he talks about putting to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature in verse 5. He goes on to verse 6 and he says, the wrath of God is coming. You must walk in these things, live a certain way. Then he gets down to verse 13 and this is what he says. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. But then he says this part. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. So in that part, what he's saying is not just only forgive, but forgive like how Jesus forgave you. How did Jesus forgive you? Does Jesus run up and bring a record of your wrongs? No record of your wrongs. Look at Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 32, right? Look at what it says there. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 32 says this. It says, be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgiving each other just as, in, uh, just as in Christ God forgave you. So twice the Bible says when you deal with bitterness and hurt, think of how Christ has forgiven you. Forgive, man. People will hurt you. People, some people don't even know they hurt you. You know, it's a strange time we live in. Some people, some people get hurt because somebody didn't like their photo. Mm. Somebody ain't share their picture. Yeah. It's a weird time we live in. Somebody unfollowed you, and you ready to die over that. Mm. Let go. Let me tell you something. Marriage works because marriage, well, I should say our marriage works because this is a constant stream of forgiving mm -hmm. and holding no record of wrongs. Amen? Amen? Relationships work with children and father because this is a constant stream of forgiving. Do you follow? Mm -hmm. If you're a pastor, it is a constant stream of forgiving. Mm -hmm. People going to hurt you as a leader. Whatever you do in life, there will be hurts. Yeah. But you have got to decide that you're not going to hold no record of wrongs. That you're going to forgive the same way Christ has forgiven you. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Let's pray. Let's pray. Uh, those of you that are watching, if you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, you want to do so tonight. You want to give your heart over to the Lord. We want to pray with you tonight. Come on, pray with me. Say, Father God, Father God I, ask you I ask you to come into my heart, to come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. Be the Lord of my life. Forgive, me Forgive me of every sin. Of every sin. Every sin. Every sin. And Lord, and Lord uh, may, I forgive those may I forgive those who has trespassed against, trespass against me the same way, the same way that you've forgiven me. That you've forgiven me. Father, Father, thank you for dying, thank you for, dying for my sins, for my sins and, rising and rising from the dead, from the dead that, I may be free. that I may be free. 
in Jesus name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for watching once again. We pray blessings on you and your family and we're doing a tremendous work here in New York City. We believe the Lord has called us here. It cost us. We are grateful for everyone that sows into our ministry. And if you're watching and you feel led to sow, you can go to churchcityusa.com. You can sow into our ministry. Hey, listen. Every bit help. It doesn't matter how big or small. We bless God for you and uh we love you. And we want to continue to do the work of the ministry. Thank you. This is your boy, and I'm out.